You're listening to the Tigers Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Hello and welcome to the Tigers Den episode two. Man, we had a great debut episode and already have a loyal fan base to our channel. We're so thankful and can't wait to dive into this week's stories. We got headliners lined up for you. We're going to talk about Julio Urias. I think I'm saying that right. Star Dodgers pitcher actually arrested this past weekend. Michigan football's protest for Jim Harbaugh and the analyzation of this weekend's college football games and next weekend's NFL games. We're bound for a good episode today. Reese, you want to start them off? This just in, it's time for Have You Heard? Yes, uh, so this week, you know, uh, or this weekend was a crazy weekend of football. And uh, we're, almost, we're almost to the NFL season, too. Um, but, you know, one thing I want to get started off with, um, you know, LSU coach Brian Kelly, before the game, he made some comments, um, you know, that he was talking about Florida State, and uh, they got absolutely blown out by LSU or by uh, by Florida State, and it was uh, it was not fun. And it looks like his comments came back to haunt him. Uh, Kelly predicted a very different outcome. He said that LSU was gonna blow out Florida State, and um, as you see. Florida State obviously just, uh, you know, ran them, ran them over and got, like, three picks on Daniels. And, um, you know, I don't really know what to think of this, especially, you know, Brian Kelly um, is supposed to – he has high expectations this year uh, with LSU, especially starting off the year number five in the country. And, um, you know, with those comments, um, you know, a lot of coaches could uh, really – um, be disrespected like that, and you know, Florida State's coach was, uh, you know, I guess he felt disrespected, and he just uh, ran over LSU. Brian Kelly's always been like that, though. Even at Notre Dame, he was like that. Yeah, look yeah, at Notre Dame did absolutely like nothing. <laughs> sucks. I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> All right, anything, anything else for us, Reese? Um, yeah, Dodgers pitcher Julio Urias got arrested on domestic violence charges again. This is not the first time. Uh, this time it was a felony domestic charge. Uh, according to uh, this, it says that late Sunday, Los Angeles police responded to the second domestic violence arrest of Julio Urias in four years. For uh, He's soon to be a free agent. Uh, he's only 27 years old. But he was arrested um, last night, um, shortly after 11 p.m., um, and he was booked into jail around one and, um, he was released, um, this morning, but he, this is not the first time. Uh, so obviously whoever, whoever this was, um, probably, um, reported it multiple times. And also this is going to hurt a guy like Julio Urias, especially how good of a pitcher he is. Um, and especially, He's on a big market team, the Dodgers, and the Dodgers don't really. I don't think the Dodgers will put up with a, uh, with like guys getting arrested and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and he's like a free agent, so well, like, he's a free. We're gonna be hesitant to sign him. Yeah, the Dodgers probably won't resign him or anything. And also, he might, you know, Trevor Bauer. We saw this like I think I think it was two years ago. Trevor Bauer got uh, he did the same thing, and he now he's playing over in China or whatever, 
and he had, he's like on a three year I think it's three year ban from the MLB. So yeah, we might see the same thing with Julio Urias. Am I the only person that looks at Julio Urias and he looks like the nicest person ever? Or is that just me? <laughs> like, I, he doesn't uh, look yeah, like he would do something. Yeah, like that. I, I dislike him so much. It's just like the way he looks. Because we're it's because you're a Braves fan, Reese. You don't like him. So are you. <laughs> okay, I don't have personal bias. Guys, dude. friendly fire, friendly fire. Gosh. Uh, yeah. All right, anything else, Reese? Not as bad as a New Orleans fan, though. Okay. In hey, other news, I wasn't though, even talking. In other news, in other news, Georgia mm-hmm. continues to have troubles with um, speeding charges. Uh, one of Georgia's staff members, uh, Javaris Jones, was arrested uh, on charges of reckless driving and speeding less than 24 hours before the uh, Georgia season opener. Uh, he was a former linebacker for Georgia, and he also played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he was also released. But, you know, we continue to see this with Georgia. It's not it's not a um, new thing, especially Kirby Smart talked about this, SEC Media Days. He said that he uh, wanted to um, reduce the – like he wanted to have a curfew for some of these players and some of these coaches – for driving and stuff like that, but it seems like this isn't working out, and uh, Kirby Smart's going to have to find some way to uh, keep track of his players and his coaching staff. Well, I mean, you know, you got to – they talk about building the culture there, and it seems like their culture has turned not into using the break, you know, whenever At driving. least they're number one. So, they don't care. I mean, yeah, hey, they're number one. Yes, <laughs> for, now, for now. But, for now. UT Martin uh, should have put up 20. Dude, their schedule is awful. Yeah, I know. They don't play yeah. a single ranked opponent until Tennessee. <laughs> I remember I was talking to one of the guys up at the uh, Auburn radio station, and he at SEC Media Days started. Now, this is a while back in, like, July. But he at SEC Media, at SEC, excuse me, Media Days took a picture of a cupcake and said, is this Georgia's schedule? Just a slight jab. But, like, the amount of Georgia fans that, like, started, like, tirading him and everything. And he went trending on Twitter. But it's true. I mean, they have an easy schedule. But, like you said, they are number one. So, yeah. speeding or not, you know. I mean, I think they're still they good, even though they have a bad schedule. I think they're still going to make the playoff, probably win the SEC championship. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, yeah. anything else, Reese? Kyler Murray got named uh, starter. Or, no, he got named captain, actually. Uh, even though he's but he's not even playing, bro. I know he's injured. He got named captain. The coach, the new coach, named him captain after he got injured. And how injured is he? Like, how long is he out? He's on the pup list. Yeah, I think oh. I think it's estimated around like. Uh, well, I can look it up real quick. Like we, the Cardinals quarterback Colt McCoy. Uh, no, it's Josh Dobbs because they cut Colt McCoy. Oh my God! Dude. Yeah. They picked up Josh Dobbs. Well, uh, Cardinals going two and fifteen this year. <laughs> yep. uh, Caleb yeah. Williams, I'll see you on the Cardinals real soon. Mm-hmm. They yeah, sneak one in. Caleb Williams, you are an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, so. they might sneak one in though. You know, you never know. No, no. Yes, but but who? Jalen Milrow sneaking in the Saints. Okay, man. Oh my! Any any, any chance you take, man? Any but the last the last thing is. Um, on Saturday, Michigan decided to do a little protest for Jim Harbaugh. So yeah, I saw that. A, the weirdest formation I've ever seen. And they all, like, I think they raised their left hand, and they just, like, they stood there for maybe five seconds and then all broke apart, and it was just a protest for Jim Harbaugh, uh, for him being on a suspension, um, 
which is just three games. And Dude, Michigan did not look good against East Carolina, in my opinion. Yeah, that was actually surprising. That that was one thing I was uh, wanting to talk about. Like, Michigan did not uh, – I did not expect – well, I mean, you know, East Carolina is a – East Carolina is a decent football team because they beat – last year I'm pretty sure they beat a Power 5 school at their place. But – They beating NC State, but they lost. So. Yeah, I remember watching some of that game. Like somebody yeah. got East Carolina's poverty. Like Michigan should have won by, like probably fifty. What are you like a Western Carolina fan or something? Yeah, is Western Carolina even a school? Yes, it actually is. They play Arkansas. It's, it's just like Ohio State. Ohio State barely beat Indiana. Like yeah, no, I'd be more worried about Ohio State situation than Michigan. That's what I was I'm being honest. That's what I was yeah. seeing. Oh, we'll get into that later. I was looking at a lot of the fan bases that were like disappointed after week one and one of their coaches fired and like Ohio State was number one for some reason. Bro, I mean I understand. I, I think Max goes into that a little bit later though. Yep. Yeah I do. So I well, do that's it for have you heard so Alright well next we got our weekend rundown. This is the weekend rundown and we're gonna go ahead and start off with some boxing. No, me, I'm a big boxing, boxing. fan. I, I know, boxing. I know. It's a, it's a bit of a left turn by me. I'm going to box Drew Brees into the freaking uh, field goal. Good one, good, good one, Reese. Good one, Reese. But uh, anyway, uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, TKO'd Liam Smith in the 10th round in a rematch of their fight eight months ago on January 21st when Smith TKO'd Eubank Jr. Uh, but this is a big win for Eubank because – it makes him an official, legit title contender. Um, I don't think he'll immediately go for Jamel Charlo because Jamel Charlo wants to fight other fighters such as Terrence Crawford. Um, but I do think that this puts him in the actual running. And we might actually get to see uh, Eubank versus Ben, who, if you're not a boxing fan, uh, back in, I think it was like the 1970s or 80s, Eubank versus Ben, both of these fighters are sons of former, like, world champions, multi-time world champions. And their both their fathers had uh, had a trilogy against each other back in the 70s or 80s, and it was one of the biggest British boxing trilogies in the world. And so, and Conor Ben and Ubek Jr. are both um, about, like, 30 and 3, as I actually have Chris Eubank's official record is 33 and 3 after the win over Smith. They're thinking about fighting each other, which would be a huge matchup. They were supposed to fight a couple months ago, but it didn't end up happening because of hydration issues. All that being said, um, Liam Smith is now 33-4-1 at age 35 with 20 KOs. And a lot of people are actually saying that because he didn't look good at all in this fight, I recommend you all watch it back. Eubank Jr., he was literally like a punching bag the entire the entire last five rounds of the match. It started off, uh, they were kind of like trading shots a little bit, but Smith just clearly shows that he doesn't have it anymore. Um, and so a lot of people think this might send him into retirement. While at age 33, Eubank, is, he moves to 33-3 and three with 24 KOs. And the, his official call-outs were Connor Ben, Kel Brook, and GGG. Kel Brook's an interesting one because he's 37. And he's held – the last time he held a belt, I think, was in 2017. So I don't think that would be a great fight for him. If he did take it, it would show that he's kind of taken the easier fight and he would probably win easily. And then he also called out GGG, who's 42-2 and two and is currently ranked the number one um, middleweight in the world. And so 
I don't think he'll get that fight. I don't think GGG. I think GGG might want to fight Canelo one more time, even though they've had three fights and they've all been really close. But yeah, I think the most likely one we'll get is Eubank versus Ben, and I'm very excited to see that fight. You know who else? And, you know who else got sent in retirement? Drew Brees by the Vikings. He actually played like two more seasons after that. Thank you. No, he but uh, dude, I anyway, wish boxing was uh, we'll advertised. Go to, we'll go to next, though. we got FIBA. FIBA, so this oh, was yeah. a big one that we saw. Uh, USA got upset against Lithuania, 110-104. to And, yeah, Lithuania moves to 5-0 and in FIBA, and USA moves to 4-1. and And in 29 minutes, Anthony Edwards scored 35 points off of 14 for 26 shooting as well as was 5 for 13 from 3. But he didn't have any help. Nobody else scored over 15 points on the team, including, like, the likes of Jalen Brunson. And who was supposed to be the leader of the team, but he hasn't showed out in the last two games. And for Lithuania, Jonas Valanciunas scored 12 points off of four from six shooting and was one for one from three. And he also had seven rebounds. I mean, you know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, this might be the USA team to actually like, you know, win the uh, win the World Cup, the FIBA World Cup. And because they haven't looked good the last couple of years that they've gone and they've gotten upset by nobody teams. And this is another example. I mean, besides Valanchunas, there's no other NBA starters on the team, you know, and Valanchunas, even as the Pelicans fans, I'll say he's a very, you know, like edge starter. Like he could, he could be replaced by someone very easily. So yeah, if you're USA, I mean, this is kind of an eye opener. Once again, I don't know how many eye openers they need. I don't know how asleep they are, but they better wake up now or soon or else they're going to get blown out by teams like Germany. Who beat Slovenia 100 to 71? And the main reason I talk about this one is because Slovenia had Luka Doncic. Both these teams were 4 0 going into the matchup, and they got beat. And Slovenia was looking unstoppable with Luka. And Luka in this game only had, well, I say only, he had 23 points on 9 of 22 shooting. But the big kickers, he was 2 for 11 from 3, which is, which is not good at all. And he also had 6 assists and 6 rebounds. But a uh, big surprise as well was Dennis Schroeder. He scored 24 points off of 8 of 11 shooting as well as 4 for 7 from 3. Also had 2 rebounds and 10 assists. So it was a double-double. Um, yeah, so, I mean, big reaction to this would be, you know, Luka Doncic, um, you know, he's a great player and stuff, but he hasn't performed well at the national level. And last year, I mean, really with the Mavericks, they ended up being worse after their trade with Kyrie. And so I know we're a ways away from NBA season starting, but I would be wor- kind of worried if I was the Mavericks, just a little bit, just a little bit. Why would you be worried, bro? Luka Doncic is the GOAT. I mean, he is, but you look at how he performed, 2 for 11 from 3. I mean, you know, it might even just be like, you know, FIBA and across the world and stuff, but he'll drop, He'll drop 85 next game. Dude, next I don't. Game. I feel like I haven't heard of the USA national basketball team since like, what year was that? There was a year that... It was like the redeem team. It was uh, you Kobe, mean the team? LeBron, KD. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. No, yeah, but they, the redeem. I think it was called the redeem team. I'm pretty sure on ESPN. Yeah, well that that's why this year's USA team is so big in a lot of people's eyes, and why they're actually kind of getting news relevance again is because the last couple of years they've been so bad that nobody's even heard of them. Or yeah, Draymond Green is the captain. Exactly. They've just wanted to forget about him. So. I mean, this year they were looking good the last couple of games, but, you know, here we go, losing to Lithuania, who has a bunch of nobodies. And so, I don't know. 
But anyway, now let's move into football. This this uh, season of the year sport, football, and we'll start with some high school. And I want to start with Vestavia Hills. Number four, Vestavia Hills, they defeated Homewood 43-0 to to move to 2-0. and And after Auburn's loss, which I'll get into later, will probably be set for a top three showdown on the road against the number one Thompson Warriors on Friday night at 7. That's going to be a huge game. The Rebels have looked really good this season, and especially with Edge Jordan Ross, who's the number one, I think he's the number one edge in the country for this year's class, or not this year's, next year's, 2024. And, um, yeah, the Stavia Hills, I'm not saying they're going to beat Thompson, but I think that game will be a good one to watch. And I believe that if anybody's going to beat him this year, it's either Central or next best up, Vestavia Hills. And the next time they won't, they won't see Central until the state championship. And yeah. I'll move on to the next one. Another big surprise is number six, Hoover. They lost to number 10 team in Mississippi, Oak Grove, in overtime by a score of 28 to 21. Now, it is the number 10 team in Mississippi. I'll give it to them. But Hoover is now 0-2 for the first time since 2014 and will have to go on the road to face a tough 2-0 Spain Park team who has Jared Smith, who, if you haven't heard of him, according to 247, he is the number one ranked edge in the 2025 recruiting class. So he's only a sophomore, but he's also the number three ranked player in Alabama and number 14th nationally in that class. I mean, yeah, if you're Hoover, I mean, you do not want to start 0-3 because I couldn't even I couldn't even go back far enough to find when the, when's the last time they started 0-3. You know, and that's what they get for making their schedule so hard, man. Exactly, I know they they loaded their schedule, and then I mean, you want to play these cool out of state Mississippi games, but look where it got you. I mean, you're zero and two now. Um, you were ranked number four in Alabama. Now you were number six, and now you're probably going to move down even more, probably about number nine or ten. And it's just it's just devastating for them. I mean, Hoover is like a powerhouse when it comes to high school football. Exactly, and right Most now they're not they're not living up to it right now. Yeah, most state championships in Alabama history. And that 2 season I speak of where they started 2 in 2014, they faced the number one team in Florida and the number one team in Georgia to start of the season. Similar to what we saw with Thompson last year facing Buford. And I think it was – I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the best teams in Tennessee. So, But, I mean, Hoover did lose to Auburn in the first game, which, you know, I would like to say Auburn's a powerhouse, but we'll get to more on that later on why they're not. Um, and I don't want to down our team, uh, but yeah. And so Hoover, yeah, Hoover's in trouble. I mean, if they lose this game against Spain Park, which I mean, we'll we'll see what we pick on uh, Ages Countdown this Friday. But I'm just saying, I I wouldn't necessarily call it an upset if Spain Park beats them at home. And next we got Central Red Devils. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Whoops, Miss Station. 51 and 51 to zero moved on to two and zero overall and one and zero in the region. And they're heading to enterprise to take on the currently number five enterprise wildcats on Friday at seven, who after their upset of the tigers, uh, they, that game becomes astronomically huge as probably one of central's toughest games the rest of the year, I would say. And so, yeah, that one's going to be a big one. And then next one also set up a big one. This next matchup, number seven, Dothan high, uh, they beat Percy Julian, whooped them as well, uh, forty-two to six to move to two and zero and one and zero in the region. And they're going into a big matchup against the number two Auburn Tigers currently at home on Friday at seven. And speaking of the Auburn Tigers, Auburn lost Enterprise at home by a score of seventeen sixteen. And I don't want, I don't really feel like taking a deep dive into this game because 
We actually already have tomorrow at 3.30. We have a breakdown of this game releasing on Play Callers, so go listen to that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was kind of a very chill uh, – and I think I said this on Countdown. It was a very chill high school football week, you know. But a lot of the results from this week set up huge games next week. I mean, we got, you know, Hoover at Spain Park, who while Hoover's 2-0, that sets up a big storyline. Are they going to go 0-3? And then Vestavia Hills at Thompson, probably going to be the game of the state, like the state game of the week. And then we also have Central uh, Enterprise for the lead in Region 2 as well. And then, at, of course, Auburn at Dothan. Auburn trying to bounce back. And then Dothan looking to, you know, prove that they are one of the better teams in Region 2 as well. And then we'll move on to college football. The start week one, which I know we had week zero a week ago, but we had week one this weekend. And let's go ahead and get started with number 21, North Carolina beat South Carolina. The college game day game turned out to be, it wasn't a whooping per se, but, you know, North Carolina hey, had this hey, game hey, in the we'll bag. go more into that game a little later, a little later. More into that game a little later. All right, I hear Yeah, so, but anyway, North Carolina beat up the Gamecocks 31-17. Also, number three, Ohio State struggled, but won on the road 23-3 to against Indiana. Auburn, to put it into perspective of how much they struggled, sorry, I can't speak today, uh, they were only up 10-3 to at halftime and 7-3 to in the middle of the second quarter until they hit a field goal before the before halftime to make it 10-3. And, yeah, so Ohio State, they gave Kyle McCord the start, and he went 20-33 for 33 with 239 passing yards and one interception. He also had two carries for eight yards. And then also another one, I know you're a fan of uh, this, Taylor, Number 15, Oregon, walloped Portland State 81-7 yes, at Bo home. Nick Heisman season coming in and super hot. I mean, it doesn't I mean, count. I, I might actually agree with you after stats in this game, but to put into perspective how much they whooped him by, the Ducks scored 50 points in the first half. Yeah, and, they also, yep. and they also scored 28 you know who did that? in just you know did the that? second quarter. Bo so. Nick, because he's the GOAT. He's, okay, no <laughs> You can't even say it. Yeah, you can't even say it because also uh, in that game, you want to hear how accurate and precise he was. 23 for 27, which I get it's against Portland State, but he went 23 for 27 with 287 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know what they say, he's having fun uh, and he's a dark, he could be a dark horse. He's focused on having fun. Let's freaking go. Yeah, so he's having fun. All right. And you know who else is having fun? Is Colorado prime time in the Let's buff. go! He, Taylor was right, and I and I have already apologized to him for you know literally yeah, apologizing sleeping on, on the buffaloes. Right never, and I so, will never apologize for y'all. What I thought, I ignored during my segment, and I told y'all that Colorado was going to come out. They were going to win, and they're going to win the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve this year. Okay, I wouldn't say that much, Taylor, but. This was a good game, and Colorado proved that Prime was speaking facts all summer. He was saying, I'm coming here, and I'm coming here to win, and he proved it on Saturday. They beat number seven TCU on the road 45-42 to for the Buffs' first will- win over a ranked team since September 21st of 2019 when they beat 20- number 24 Arizona State 34-31 on the road. I will admit that I think Nebraska and Colorado, I think Colorado's going to win by 50 points. but uh, For sure, for I- sure. Definitely thought TCU was uh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but Colorado proved that they were better. And they were also a 21-point underdog going into that game. And 
they have two immediate Heisman contenders in my mind, and possibly for like uh, first round picks in next year's draft. Shadur Sanders, who had a program record of 510 passing yards on 38 for 30, 38 for 47 passing with four passing touchdowns, and then Travis my dog, Travis Hunter. He played a total of 137 snaps and had 11 receptions for 119 receiving yards. Certified as well dog! As, had, as well as had three tackles say. and an interception. Listen, say what you want about the Buffaloes. They're here, and they're here to stay after that win. I mean, absolutely blew my mind. and They actually made me a fan of them. I was watching that game, and I was like, wow, they played with so much heart. And I'm looking forward to that Nebraska game uh, this upcoming Saturday. And then I think it's gonna be a blowout, honestly. I, I, Nebraska sucks. Well, you know what the line is going into it. Uh, it's Colorado by five. It so, jumped I mean, from Vegas no. It jumped as soon it. as they won. It jumped from not Nebraska nine and a half to Colorado, uh, like by five. Yeah. So, but that that stadium will be jumping, and I will be watching that game. I'm excited for it. And then, last but not least, number eight Florida State beat number five LSU forty-five to twenty-four in in Orlando. Jordan Travis accounted for five total touchdowns, and Keon Coleman had nine catches for 122 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. Now, this game, a lot of people are expecting to be, like, super close. Like, last year's game literally came down to a mid-extra point. But, I mean, Florida State just showed that they're a much better team this year, much better than they were last year, but also much better than this year's LSU team. And... Yeah, I think they're my favorite to win the ACC and make the playoffs this year. I I feel like they could easily they could easily wipe the slate or not wipe the slate, excuse me, but like go twelve and zero, and especially how Clemson's playing against Duke right now. If you if you uh, go back to our last episode of Tigers Den, you will hear Taylor act like Ed Orgeron and. Uh, Taylor, hey, who how, went ten and two? How did that work out, Taylor? Who went ten and two? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to keep talking? Who, who, yeah. How did that work yeah, out? Later. Yeah, you want to keep talking? Ten and two. How did that work out? Yeah. How did Don't that work out? Me. Anyway, that's going to be it for my weekend rundown. And uh, what segment we got next? Go Tag! Taylor's Team Huddle. Let's Play, see. Roll that Let's intro. Huddle up, because it's time for Taylor's Team Huddle. All right. So last week, you know, I, I, picked, I picked a new team. I picked a team with a lot of new faces around. I picked a team that had potential, you know, Colorado mm-hmm. Buffalo, shout out. Okay, okay. But I got to go to the NFL. Okay. New York Jets, fans, let's mm. freaking go for this week. I'm so pumped for the Jets. There's so much to be excited for for this team. Last year alone, they were the fourth-ranked best defense, and their coach, Robert Sala, said they want to get to first. They signed an eight-year starter, top safety, Adrian Amos, and they have returning players such as Quinton Williams and Sauce Gardner, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Garner. That's Sauce Garner. Yes, he's got the sauce. And on offense, they got returning Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson. They got two decent receivers in uh, free agency from also the Packers, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. And off the bench, they got a speed threat, McCole Hardman Jr., that we saw on the Chiefs that would just probably catch the ball like 90 yards from Patrick Mahomes. Terrible. Uh, they have two top, I would say, 15 running backs in Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Two sure. fantasy running backs, two top running backs. Of course, they signed Dalvin Cook because they have all the money that they want. And, of course, the veteran, the eight-time Pro Bowler, the Super Bowl champ, the Green Bay legend, the future Hall of Famer, Aaron freaking Rodgers. He is a huge signing for the Jets. He's on a two-year, $75 million contract. 
he's bound for a great year with all these weapons. I mean, this offense, it, it, it's just it's just insane on paper. Um, and, I mean, I guess you could say this is a hot take, but I got the Jets winning their division over the Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins. They have a huge mm. opportunity to do that on Monday Night Football against the Bills. That's why they need to huddle up because they got a huge game on Monday Night Football against the Bills. They're favored to lose. Yeah, it's at home. They're going to win. The only weakness on this team is the O-line. They only rank 24 in predictions. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's old, but he can still run a little bit. They have a predicted 47% chance to make the playoffs. But just go ahead and make that wow. 100. Just make that, just make that 100. Because they're uh. going 13-4. and four. They need to huddle up. They need to have a big week. Prove themselves. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I mean, I think he could win Offensive Player of the Year. I'm being so for real over Justin Jefferson, all those people, because mm. he's just so good. Um, thank you, and don't ever underestimate my segment. Don't ever sleep on my segment. Don't ever do anything, because <laughs> I'm the GOAT. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think the Jets will or should make the playoffs, but I don't think they will. I, I think that huh? something's going to go wrong like it did last year, because I was literally – Dude, last year their quarterback was Zach Wilson. What do you I was praising them all of last year, though, and they didn't make it. And then what am I going to do? I mean, do for this? good reason, Zach Wilson. Yeah. What am I going to do this year? Praise them. They're not well, going to make it. Here, here's what I'll say. I mean, I compare it a lot to – originally when the Rodgers trade was made, I compared it a lot to, like, the Buccaneers' Tom Brady. You know, it's kind of similar. Great yeah. quarterback, going to go down in the Hall of Fame. You know, spending his – what's probably going to be his last – two seasons at, you know, some other, you know, franchise trying to get them to a Super Bowl and win it. And we saw what Tom Brady did. He came in and he conquered. He won. He won the Super Bowl. And I just could look at their rosters and I would take this Jets roster any day over that Buccaneers roster. You know, I, I mean, exactly. they got all the weapons. They got, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I hate to agree with Taylor, but I have to here. I mean, like the Jets, you look at their – uh, weapons they got on offense and defensively they're probably the best they've been in about like a decade and so yeah I mean the Jets they're gonna be good this year um would I bet money that they win the Super Bowl right now probably not but yeah, I'd say I'd say yeah. I'd say there's there's you know they have as good a chance as any of the other contenders including the Chiefs and but what? uh Taylor have you ever wanted what? to watch uh or Taylor and Reese actually this is a question for both of y'all just real quick uh have you ever wanted to watch, you know, kind of like a documentary series that like follows a team? They have high expectations, but they got some challenges going on. But they have to. You want to see how they fare throughout the season? Have you ever wanted to watch something like that? Are you talking about Hard Knocks? Oh, yeah, Hard I'm Knocks. Actually, not talking about Hard Knocks. I'm talking about Blue Collar Mentality. Go watch it on uh, Asia's Mass Media's YouTube channel, and uh, we got a new episode dropping every Wednesday. But yeah, no, go watch Blue Collar Mentality. Uh, yeah, it'll get you right. Anyway, what's the next segment? Is it? I thought I. I think it's road ahead. I think I hear some cars starting up and driving. Yeah, it's road ahead. Yeah, road ahead, Reese. Uh, this is uh, road ahead. What's that? This is the road ahead. Yeah. Uh, so this week, this week we got. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know we got. We got Thursday night football. <laughs> vroom, vroom. No, we got Thursday night football uh, coming up this week. You know, week one of the NFL season in um, Arrowhead Stadium. I thought it was in Detroit. I did, too, for a while. 
Somebody uh, said Detroit. Dude, the we Lions don't need to talk about this game. We all know the Chiefs are going to win by 40. Shut up! <laughs> the Lions are winning the Super Bowl! What? Over okay. <laughs> for you to for you to disagree with his Jets take, but then say the Lions are winning the Super, super Bowl, are you actually M- kind of Are you an MMG meat rock? Like, do you just love MMG? Actually, according to my calculations, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is that is that all you got for the road ahead? Just you know, Lions. Sun, Sunday I'll take also, about the Lions. Sunday also um, this is the, also the start of the NFL season. You got a lot of games on Sunday, including yep, the yep, yep. Uh, including the Panthers. Including the game that I'm going to, the Panthers versus Falcons, where Bryce Young makes his debut. I'm so happy when the Falcons win. This is the only time I'll say that because I'm a Saints fan. But including the uh, Panthers, including the Panthers' uh, start of their Super Bowl. Um, right. rookie of the year, Bryce Young. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then you have you have a lot of the twelve o'clock games, um, on Sunday, and then you go to three o'clock slate, uh, which features like the twelve o'clock slate features some games like the Titans and Saints. I'm picking. Yeah, easy, easy win for the Saints. I didn't even have to open. My okay, mouth. buddy, we're, we're beating we're beating them by fourteen. Easy. Uh, you also Forty Niners and Steelers. That should be a decent game. And then the Texans, CJ Stroud to make his debut against the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, even though the line's ten for Baltimore, but and then you also have like Packers and Bears. Jordan Love's debut, and this is for the three twenty-five slate. And then the um, Eagles, who choked in the Super Bowl, um, they play in New England uh, at three o'clock. And then Sunday Night Football is uh, everybody's favorite team, the Cowboys versus the Giants. And then America's like, team, babe. <laughs> like, Taylor, nope. like Taylor said, Bills and Jets are on Monday night. And then also the road ahead, uh, college football week two will be starting this Thursday as well. Um, you'll see Louisville playing um, Murray State, which, you know, that's probably not going to be that competitive of a game. Okay, are you gonna literally go through all the games for college football? Why just no, buddy. Murray State? I'm going through all the decent ones because Louisville. That, how is that a decent yellow game? So how is that so a decent about. game? How is that? How is Louisville at Murray State? You're like, oh, you're just no, mad. Decent you're, games next week. You're just mad that your Georgia Tech alma mater. <laughs> hey, lost. I'm not mad. Hey, Georgia Tech played actually better than I thought they would. That yeah. sucks to say because I for them to go them one and. Freaking yeah. nine! I said, you know, you know, I went, I went to the Georgia Tech game last year at Mercedes Benz. Um, it was actually two years um, ago, but thank um, you. They, they, they won, so I think they're gonna win again. And then he went six and four. Duke just recovered a fumble. <laughs> no, uh, Auburn, oh wait, and they, they scored. Oh, yeah, yeah, Auburn's gonna be playing. Auburn's gonna be playing out west. Uh, we saw Auburn. Hugh Freeze made his debut. That's uh, gonna be a good game. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Auburn game. in California, yeah. and then you know I can't wait to see. At 10 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday, just while game day's on, I'm going to be watching Vanderbilt win against Wake Forest. Hey, that's a bold prediction. Yeah, that is a bold prediction. And then, yeah. you know, there's actually a good game. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, 11 o'clock slate, is playing inter- or NC State. Yeah. NC State, that's at NC State. but Bro, talk about the good games. Come on. Yeah, bro. Actually, what about yeah. Nebraska and Colorado? Colorado's going to win that game by a lot. We've already yeah. decided. It's not, it's not a close one. How about you talk right. about the 6 o'clock game, wink, wink? Ole Miss and Tulane at 2.30. No, no, not that one. The other one. And then college game day, week two, is going to be in Alabama. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. There you go, Reed. Alabama. That's how you do it. <laughs> he made it He made it there. That's why it's, at home. it's a I long can't... road, but you made it Texas. There. Oh, my God. 
This man going all the way to California with the Auburn football team. <laughs> yep. It's red travel everywhere. It's red travel everywhere. Louisville and Murray State. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next, well, you're going to say Grambling at LSU. You know, there's another good game. Florida's playing. Youngstown <laughs> State at Ohio State. UC Florida. Davis at Oregon State. Everybody Austin P at Tennessee. <laughs> uh, what an upset for Austin P. Nick Florida. Rose at TCU. TCU hey, Florida's, Florida's playing. Florida's playing McNeese, so that could be a good game. Both teams yeah, suck man. so bad. Tickets Hunt's are in low. Charleston. Tickets are as low as fifteen dollars if you want them. So, hey Delaware, oh, looking is that for it for your road ahead? Did you make it to your destination? That's it, road ahead. Um, Taylor's predictions always suck, and um, mine are gonna be better all day. Nice outro, nice outro. Well, next we got my main matchup. Go ahead and play that intro for me. Get your popcorn ready. It's time for Max's main matchup. And then today, we've already talked about it a couple times, but now it's time for me to talk about it. So, you know, time to hear the truth about this game. And it's number 11, Texas, at number 4, Alabama. Everybody's looking forward to this game, especially in the state that we currently reside in. Uh, Alabama versus Texas. This was a huge game last year. And it lived up to the height. It was a close game. Except for that freaking targeting call in the end zone. That was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. There was a a lot of penalties, especially on the Alabama side. Hopefully that doesn't happen for them if you're a Tide fan this year. But um, the line opens up at seven points going Alabama's way. And that's pretty interesting to me because I'm not going to lie. Before, I would say the only reason that it is that is because of how well not only Bama played, Last week, or th- yeah, this past weekend against Middle Tennessee, but how well Jalen Milrow played. Because there are a lot of whispers saying, oh, Texas is going to be heavily favored in that game because yes. Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. But we saw that Jalen Milrow proved to be the guy, proved to be the next up uh, quarterback. Saban always finds a way to get somebody in there that can perform. And oh, that starts my players to look out for. For Bama, watch out for Jalen Milrow who he threw for 194 yards off of 13-18 passing with three passing touchdowns. He also had seven carries for 48 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. It's five touchdowns in total. Also look out for Kool-Aid McKinstry, who, while he only had three tackles against Middle Tennessee, is one of the best lockdown safeties in uh, in this upcoming draft and in college football right now. And expect him to lock up one of my players to look out for against Texas, for Texas, which is Xavier Worthy who caught seven catches for 90 receiving yards. And then Quinn Ewers as well. It's all offense for Texas. This game I actually do think will be a shootout. Or if Texas wants to win, yeah, excuse me. If Texas wants to win, they want this to be a shootout. If Alabama wants this to win, they want this to be a slow-going, you know, hard, hard-nosed hard game and a low, a low-scoring game fought in the trenches. And, you, also, but, you have to remember that uh... – Alabama hasn't lost at home in a while. That is true. Yeah, Bryant yeah. Denny is a tough place to play at. But Quinn Ewers, who had nineteen, who had two hundred and sixty passing yards off a of nineteen for thirty passing with three passing touchdowns against Rice. Uh, you know he'll look to uh, knock off the Crimson Tide, and this will be a great game. You know, really test both of the teams early on in the year. And this is also a big. You know, it's similar to the LSU Florida State game, where that's it's automatically kind of a I guess you'd say like a playoff position shifter early in the season for both these teams. Cause if it comes down to it, if you're like, you know, 11 and one, and this is one of your losses on your resume, 
and there's another team that's 12 and 0, you know, then that could be the deciding factor. But that's it for my main matchup. We'll move on to picking it later. But yeah, those are the keys to that game and the players to look out for. And now I feel the temperature rising. I don't know what that what what does that mean? I need to check hey, the stat. Play the intro. Mm. Okay, buddy. The temperature is rising. That can only mean one thing. It's time for Taylor's hottest take. It's hot in here. Uh, you yeah. know, I had to I take my shirt off. I had to take my blanket off. Hey, I, I had to get go. some water, you know. All right. Out of water. So, you all been talking about this Florida State team. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're decent. Jordan Travis is legit. Um, Clemson, yeah. We're, we're kind of I'm, – I'm watching them right now. They're struggling. What is uh, the score? I don't have it pulled up. 37 Duke. Clemson has a ball. Oh, my. But, oh, my. I mean, even if Duke wins – they're 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 not they're not number nine. Let's be so for real. Yeah, no. All right. Or have been. All right. Let's stop talking about these two teams. Because well, you know who the ACC champs are going to be? Florida State. Who? North Carolina. Nope. Who? The North Carolina Tar Heels. I just said North ACC Carolina, bro. Champions this year. Oh they my God! Against South Carolina, beat them thirty-one to seventeen. Okay. Drake May, the goat, went twenty-four for thirty-two with two hundred sixty-nine yards. Yes, he did have two picks, but it was the first game against a tough South Carolina team. He'll bounce back. He'll be good. They had two running backs combined for 140 yards on 31 carries, and they had decent games with two touchdowns combined. British Brooks and Omari and Hampton remember their names. They have deadly receivers and Kobe Pesor and John Coppenhaver, and their best receiver transfer, Devontae Walker from Kent State, did not even play. And, yeah. like, he's not even eligible to play right now, but he will play mm. in week two. Yeah. They have a deadly South Carolina team. On game day, I remember saying, oh, Spencer Rattler versus Drake May. This is going to be a shootout. No. South Carolina will score 17 points. Everyone thought this would be a shootout. They had, North Carolina had nine sacks, and the only thing they need is turnovers, and they were set. They were going to win by 30. It didn't matter. But they only won by 14. Their defensive weapons consist of Kamon Rucker, Cedric Grant, Tamari Fox, remember those names as well, who all had tackles for losses and their own sacks. Amari Gaynor is also named that stands out that had a sack. There's just a lot of like uh, to like about this team, and their schedule is a cakewalk until they get to Clemson second to last week. So they could go uh, like ten to zero, go against an overrated Clemson team and easily win, make the ACC, ACC championship, win against Florida State, make a New Year's Six bowl. Thank you so much. Bring the heat, go Tar Heels. I don't care. Whatever whatever a Tar Heel is, go them. They're gonna <laughs> win the ACC. Clemson, Virginia Tech, Florida State. I can name all the ACC teams. They don't stand a chance against this North Carolina team. This North Carolina team is legit, and Drake May is going to come in second for the Heisman to Bo Nix. Here's the thing. I, I agree with you that they're better than Clemson. Yeah. And, Don't and agree I agree with you that I was surprised how good their defense showed up against South Carolina. I mean, a lot of people thought, you know, that that would be it for me and Reese, who did pick South Carolina, which ended up being wrong. But ha. we picked them because the defense, we thought the defense would be better. Everybody knows that Drake May is a baller, and he's probably going to be a top five pick next year. And, you know, Spencer Rattler's good, but, you know, it was going to come down to who had the better defense, and it was ultimately North Carolina. Now, that being said, I mean, Florida State just looked unstoppable against LSU. And I guess we'll have to actually see because, I mean, it's just that Florida State has so many weapons, you know. But I guess that's why it's a hot take, you know. You're you're going with your gut, and, you know, you're picking who you think is going to win. I would have to say after – after Florida State, if Florida State gets past Clemson and North Carolina gets past Clemson, which North Carolina doesn't play until almost the end of the season, 
Uh, I would say that's probably your ACC championship right there because uh, both of their schedules are pretty easy. Like, I mean, I know North Carolina plays App State this weekend, but App State, I don't really know if they're as good as they were last year. And North Carolina plays a Minnesota team that's mediocre. So, yeah, yeah. really, I see North Carolina and Florida State in the ACC championship, but I, I would take Florida State in the ACC championship, honestly. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to ask, do they play North Carolina in the regular season? But they don't. They're so. yeah. North Carolina does not play a ranked opponent until Clemson second to last week. So, well, if they're even ranked by then, they'll probably be like eight and four, or they'll probably be like they'll probably be close to eight and four. Now, here's the thing: Do they play Clemson at home or away? Away, away mm-hmm. in Death Valley. Yeah, it's still well, no. I mean, we'll see the real Death Valley. We've here's seen that Clemson's still losing to Duke right now, so they got more we've, to worry about. We've seen that though. Clemson's still like I think Clemson almost lost to Syracuse in Death Valley a few years ago. So yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Really, it's not that hard to go in there and beat them. Well, I mean, Clemson's about to score right now, so. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm not looking forward to watching Clemson that game. Because we're, wa- we're watching the game live while we're recording this. We record these on Mondays, uh, me, Max, and Reed. Well, we it's hard to tell on with Sundays, Monday night. Happy Labor Day. Yeah, so. But next we got uh, prize picks. Not sponsored by the app Prize Picks. It's time for Max's prize picks. Now, we got. College football and NFL coming up this next weekend. It's a treat. You know, we're back. We're back, and it feels like, you know, it almost feels like Christmas to me. We get college football and NFL on a weekend, and there's a lot of good games um, for, for, both, for both sides for, pretty sad. for college football and NFL. Uh, what would you say, Taylor? Your Christmases must be pretty sad if you feel like Christmas right now. I mean, <laughs> amen, amen. College football is college football, man. College football is college football, you know. And I'm very excited for this slate. And I'm going to go ahead and get started with a team that's near and dear to my heart and all of our hearts, uh, Auburn at Cal. Now, this game, I feel like Auburn should win, you know, going on the road at Cal. But it really, like you said, it is a test. Uh, Are there only like six and a half point favorites right now? Yeah, it's point favorites. But but ESPN has uh, Cal, uh, they favor Cal in this game for the percentage. According to ESPN Analytics, Cal has a 54.3% chance to win this game. Um, but Cal doesn't really have, like, a home crowd. Nobody re- nobody really cares. Besides USC, nobody in California cares about football. And so I believe that we Auburn could possibly have more fans than Cal there. And um, six-and-a-half-point favorites for Auburn. I would actually – I would take the over on this one. I feel like it's going to be close, especially since it's a super late game after a long flight. We might get a little bit of a chalky start. Um, yeah, get a little bit of jet lag. What is Thursday so that they but, can get used to the time change? What? Freeze is taking them up on Thursday so they can get used to the time change for a day. See, that that's very smart. And that's I mean, or it's smart. That's very smart of Coach Freeze. And I mean, that's why a lot of people love him. I I like Coach Freeze to hire, and we'll definitely see uh, how if he's up to the task on uh, on Saturday at nine thirty p.m. Central Time. But I've got Auburn winning by plus 6.5. And then over under 55, I'm going to take the under on this one. I feel like since Auburn's going to win, I want this game to actually be a little bit lower scoring. And I feel like Auburn's going to win this game. Give me Auburn 28 to 10. It'll be like it'll be like somewhere around 17 to 10 for a while, but then it'll end up being 28. So, yeah, no, I'm- predictions. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Auburn probably. I'm gonna say Auburn wins like thirty-eight to seventeen. 
Because Cal's quarterback is injured. He got injured last game against North Texas. But I, I'm going to say that Cal, probably Auburn's defense is going to do what they did against UMass and, like, pressure a lot. And I think Peyton Thorne will get it together this game. And I see Auburn jumping out to, like, an early lead. And um, I see it being 38-17, to 17, um, which – with, yeah, which is exactly on the over. Yeah, it's exactly the. It's yeah, exactly, so it's exactly fifty-five. So. I'm just taking. I'm just taking the uh, the middle, I guess. And yeah, all right, fifty-five. Okay. But no, I think all I think right. be able to uh, pull it out. Coach okay. Freeze, I love what he's done with Auburn this year. You know, we had the freeze out versus UMass. I was at that game. It was insane atmosphere. I mean, we haven't seen an Auburn football atmosphere like that since about 2019. Yeah, um, Coach Harson just didn't bring Malzahn in his last year, and Harson the past two years just didn't bring that atmosphere. He didn't bring that hype around the team. I mean, brand new team. There's new faces everywhere. You got Peyton Thorne, uh, Robbie Asher with the duo quarterback. You got the thrower. You got the runner. Robbie Asher with three touchdowns. You got Damari Alston, who's a dog. Um, we had two other running backs that looked pretty good. I mean, it was UMass, so kind of hard to tell. Uh, we got that transfer receiver from Jackson State. We got um, Javaris Johnson still. We got a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, this defense, we got Nehemiah Pritchett. We got um, Jalen Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Simpson. We got a yeah, lot of Dave, safety uh, corner. We got a good secondary this year. I'm going to take Auburn by 14. I think it will be close mm-hmm. in the first half. Uh, just a weird environment in Cal. Uh, super late night for the boys. Um, I do think we'll win by 14. I think we'll pull away in the third and fourth quarter. Um, give me the cover. Give me the over. I think Auburn is going to be really high scoring. I would have to say this game is about 35 to 21 is my prediction. Okay, so over. So I got the Auburn Tigers, you know. Uh, Auburn Tigers near and dear to my heart. Probably going to yeah. go to college there. So Here, got here's, my, here's my question. Uh, I saw Jarquez. I didn't go to the game against UMass. I was working. But – uh, I, wa- I was going to go to the game, but they scheduled me to work. And here's my question. I saw Jarquez Hunter was on the sideline, and he wasn't even in pads. What's going yeah, on with suspended. that? Do, do you, any of you all know like, when he's supposed he's, to be he back? He suspended for a tape that came out inappropriately. Oh, was, I forgot about that. It was the. It's just the punishment for him. Um, oh, my God. It's just the punishment for, uh, for him um, doing that stuff. And uh, as I said, that Duke just recovered another fumble and returned it to the 30-yard line of Clemson. Bro, so, ain't no way. Bro, Clemson's bad this year, man. Clemson's – Bro, Clemson's I, I getting really, in position. I think they're you just, might be right. I think you might be right. No, Clemson's not playing bad. They're just getting in position and not, like, taking advantage. Yeah, they've been at the one twice, and they fumbled it twice. Jeez. Yeah, Dabo, Dabo must be you – know, Actually, no, they've been at the right point. They've been at the they've been in the red zone three times in the second half, and uh, the kicker missed a 23-yarder. And then he, uh, or and then they fumbled it twice, and Duke almost just returned it for a touchdown right here. How much time? Eight pounds. Go to Clemson. They need a kicker. It's like fourteen twenty six in the fourth quarter. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, my my final point on the Auburn Cal game. Um, I'm also I'm kind of worried about their running back. Absolute yeah. baller had 160 rush yards in the first half of their last game. Um, I just saw that stat on like Twitter somewhere, and so. Uh, Jaden Ott, if you don't know him, look him up. He's he's been a baller since last year. And but no, I got Auburn winning this one. Uh, I think the Tigers will complete the road test uh, pretty swiftly. And yeah, next but- we got Iowa at Iowa State, number twenty five Iowa 
at mm-hmm. Iowa State. Iowa coming off that win against Utah State 24-14. Iowa State coming off a win against uh, UNI Northern Iowa. Uh, Northern Iowa 30-9. The spread is Iowa by minus four. And the over-under, because last year I think this game ended up being like 7-3 to three with these two offenses. The over-under is 36-and-a-half. And so – I, I'm going to go with Iowa in this one. I just don't feel good. It's the same thing with Northwestern. What was the thing about Iowa these... State? What? Is there, is there something about Iowa State that I saw on game day? Is, is their coach, like, suspended or something? Or So, a lot of their – it's not the coach. It's their players for, betting, for like, betting scandals and stuff like that. I think it's oh, – they're yeah. up to, like – they're up to, like, eight players and, like, three starters. So I knew it was something like – I knew it was something like that. that they yeah, had a lot of so, suspensions. So, it's the same thing with the Northwestern situation, you know. You have all that drama surrounding your program. I just – I just – I just can't believe in you to get to win games. I mean, they already got one win under the belt, but it was against Northern Iowa. So yeah. I got Iowa covering the spread here. And even though that over-under is 36 and a half, I got it still being lower than that. I got them winning four, 17 or yeah, 17 to 10. So 27 points under way under the spread. Uh, 17 to 10 win for Iowa on the road. And yeah. That's my prediction. What are y'all's predictions for Iowa, Iowa State? You you always like a good uh, cross, like a, the cross-conference rivals, like the, you know, Iowa and Iowa State's always been a big they, – they've always played the second game of the year, and it's always I, – I thought this would be college game day. If Iowa State was relevant, it probably would be. But yeah. sadly, they're not this year. And, you know, Iowa looked pretty – Iowa looked pretty good against Utah State, and I mean, you know, 24 points isn't exactly what you want against a team like that. Utah State is a decent team, though. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna take the. You said the unders, or you said the over unders, 38, right? 36 and a half. 36 and a half. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take Iowa, and I'm gonna take the under because uh, I'm gonna say it's the score's probably gonna be like 17 to three. I'm gonna say yes. that. Iowa State and Iowa don't really score a lot, especially uh, since it's at Iowa State. So, Yeah, I mean, I saw this one thing where they were trying to talk about, like, uh, what's more likely Iowa scoring or averaging 24 points per game by the end of the year or Vanderbilt making a bowl game. And they took Vanderbilt making a bowl game because, A, Vanderbilt, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe, even though they have a tough schedule. But also, Iowa, Iowa only scored 24 points against Utah State, which had one of the worst rated defenses last year. And they only scored 24 points on them. They thought they'd be revamped with Cade McNamara. They're going to be Iowa State, but uh, it's going to be tough sledding for them if they can't get that offense figured out. Taylor, never, what's your pick? They never have a um, You know, I don't agree with you all a lot about stuff. Um, I like to be different. Yep. I mean, it proved it proved last week when I went 10-2. Okay. okay. Yeah, I forgot to y'all. say those I got before. Iowa. It's going to be low scoring. Cade McNamara. Um, outworked by J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. I mean, I, I know why, because he's not very good. Um, but I, I have no idea why Iowa's a ranked team, to be honest. I know they have a good defense. They probably have a good tight end like they always do. I'm going to have to go Iowa. Um, I do got the under. I'll, I'll say 21-10. to 10. Um, I do think Iowa will score three touchdowns against Iowa State, because Iowa State is really bad. Yeah, um, I do think Iowa State does score ten points, though. So yeah, I got the Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay, that's a that's a fair enough pick. And I forgot to say our picks from last week, but yes, I finished last with six and four, uh, being my record. Reese finished second, seven and three, and then Taylor did finish eight and two. And then our our next matchup is going to be 
an interesting one. Number 22, Ole Miss, goes on the road to New Orleans uh, to play 24. Number 24, Tulane. Um, the over-under, or not the over-under, the spread right now is Ole Miss by seven. So, pretty similar to the auburn Cow spread. Um, and then the over-under is 64. I, I don't believe that over-under at all. Um, I don't think that these teams will score high against each other. Both of them will – Actually, Tulane has the better defense, but Ole Miss does have the way better offense. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ole Miss winning here on the road. As much as I like, you know, New Orleans teams, I always talk to y'all about it. Um, but I'm gonna go with Ole Miss on the road. The SEC power is just, you know, it's it's just uncomparable. Yeah, they beat USC last year, but Ole Miss actually has like somewhat of a defense. It's not a great one, but it's somewhat there. Um, and so I go Ole Miss covering. And give me Ole Miss. I'm going to go – that that over-under is kind of tricking me out. I'm going to go 31-21 to 21 Ole Miss. So that would be giving me the under. I don't think that it will be a super high-scoring affair. I don't think it will be like 35-32. to 32. So 31-21 Ole Miss on the road. Give me the Rebels. And, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, no, I'm going to take – I know Taylor likes to be different, but I think I'm going to have to be different here. I, th- I think I'm going to take Tulane here. Mm, okay. Tulane, we saw what they did last year in the Cotton Bowl, uh, beating USC. I know USC probably wasn't really trying to uh, trying to win that game, but Tulane was able to come back and win that game. And, yeah, I just see Tulane, I kind of like them, especially because they're like one of those non-Power 5 schools that is decent. And Ole Miss, you got to think think about it. Last week they played a Mercer team that's terrible. Mercer, yeah. Mercer's an FCS. Tulane played South Alabama, and South Alabama is actually a decent team. But they went ten People and two. Thought they would win. So, yeah, no, I, I predicted that game to be very close. Wait, isn't Tulane getting re- uh, like? Aren't they going into the Big Twelve next year or something like that? No, there's no. With American Athletic Conference still. Yeah, they're not going in the Big Twelve. They're not. Not they're yet, not, at least. You never know. I mean, they're going Sunbelt still. They're standing stun- Sunbelt. But, no, it's in Tulane, and Tulane has, like, the best fans ever. I actually had an opportunity to go one of, to one of their games a few years ago, and they have, like, the best fans ever. Um, yeah. And, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to take the over on this one because I say it's going to be 45-42. to 42. Jeez. The game-winning, game-winning, game-winning field goal by Tulane. Okay. What is Tulane's mascot? Uh, green, uh, it's the Green Wave, the the dumpster monster. I'm gonna have to go with Tulane then, because I don't understand Ole Miss's mascot. You know, they call themselves the Rebels, but they're the Land Sharks. I don't understand. Yeah, I know. It. It's so weird. Ole Miss's mascot is really ugly. I don't like Ole Miss. I don't like their fans. <laughs> they're really mean. Um, <laughs> Ole Miss has a bunch of frat boys too, which I'm not a huge fan of. I know Tulane probably does, but Tulane's yeah. one of the. Um, <laughs> When you think of like a Cincinnati a few years ago, a Houston, they're one of those American Athletic Conference teams that always just gives a few surprises, a few upsets. Um, I do. I take Tulane by a touchdown. Um, I I got them just with a go ahead and touchdown in the fourth quarter, and then stopping Ole Miss. Um, I do think Ole Miss and what Lane Kiffin is doing for the culture at Ole Miss is insane. Um, Ole Miss hasn't been that top team. I mean, they've been decent, but they haven't been a top team in a while. Yeah. Um, I have to go to Tulane. I think they get the upset against Ole Miss. Uh, that line is ridiculous. That over under is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. um, I think I got Tulane about twenty eight to twenty four. 
hard yeah. to say, but yeah. 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 And I mean, all that, like you said, Tulane is kind of like uh, Cincinnati a few years ago because Cincinnati a few years ago, even though Auburn wasn't that good, that's the team I rooted for in the college football playoff. And like the UCF for a few a few years ago. Yeah, when we were champions, baby. The Peach Bowl. Here's my here's my thing is if if Tulane beats this team, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Do you think they like go they go clean slate for the rest of the year then? Because they don't play that's any what other. I, yes, that's that's what I had. Um, well then, that's, that's what I had them as. I had them going. Did Tulane players. make the playoff? Yeah, I was about. To, that's yeah, what I was about to say. They, I mean, they could to Cincinnati. They highly, just beat a Power Five team last year. It's highly unlikely that they do, but they could. They, because they after Cincinnati did that, a lot of people didn't like it because Cincinnati was. They because got, the Cincinnati <laughs> Bama game reviews were awful because yeah. they got no views. That is true. But yeah. here's, the thing, here's the thing. I mean, who do they I, got? They got oh, they got Southern Miss. No, yeah, there, there's, there's Nichols, UAB, Memphis. Memphis North UAB Texas. might actually be a decent game. It's East at Ca- home though. It's in Tulane. I would say if it's on the road, that's going to be like that would be the, one to watch. The closest game I see them is either East Carolina at East Carolina. That's a tough place to play. Or um, UTSA, who is a potential Ooh, top. UTSA would be a good one. At the that's yeah, the, yeah. that's, that's the, the last r- game of the season. That's so. the rivalry game for them. Yeah. Here's my thing. Unless if, if the Pac-12 doesn't devour itself like they do every year this year, which I don't think they will because they got so many good teams. I think one of them is bound to go, you know, go clean slate in that, in that conference. But um, if they don't, if they end up devouring itself and say – you know, Michigan blows out Ohio State again or something like that, and Ohio State doesn't get a championship. And Tulane goes 13-0 with a championship. I think Tulane would have to make it, um, but we'll see that later in the season. Next, we'll move on to a very interesting matchup, which I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but should be talked about a lot because it is a big game. Number 23, Texas A&M at Miami in uh, Hard Rock Stadium, a tough place to play. Um, The line is Texas A&M minus four. And the over under is fifty one. This game is a tough one because I would have like before last week I would have gone in this game saying, "Yep, fully Texas A and M." I don't believe in Miami. They looked so bad last year. They lost to Middle Tennessee at home. Like I'm not going with the Hurricanes, but they had a great showing last week. You know, they won their game, and Tyler Van Dyke looked. Was it against decent. Miami, Ohio? Uh, yeah, Miami, Ohio. They won thirty to three. So uh, I mean, that's to me, yeah. that's not. Miami, Ohio is not even that good. And no, I, yeah, that that's true. All right, and then so A&M, who, who you got, A&M, A&M beat New Mexico, and I'm trying to find the score of what they beat them by. They 50. beat them 52 to 10. Okay, at home. So, yeah. with that being said, I'm gonna still go with A&M. Actually, now just seeing that, I'm gonna go with A&M on the road. I just feel like you know SEC. I feel like they have more more depth on their team than Miami does. Van Dyke will be. It'll be closer than last year. Um, when A and M beat them, beat them up actually at home, and then um, but I think yeah, A and M's gonna go on the road, beat Miami, and give me A and M, give me them covering the spread of four, give me them by, I'm gonna go, let's see, over under go, 50. over under fifty one. I know, I think I'm, I'm gonna go lot. with much. That's too much for both of these teams, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna go with twenty seven. 
27 to 20. Give me 27 to 20, Texas A&M. Uh, late drive by Connor Connor Weigman. Uh, yeah, Connor Weigman, uh, late drive to cement himself as one of the better second-year players in the SEC. Yeah. And, um, yeah, A&M's going to beat Miami 27 to 20. Enough said. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really like AM honestly, because, you know, they're in the SEC and Auburn has to play them all the time. But still, a and they're not, they're not good, but they're not bad. They're mediocre. And yeah. honestly, Miami doesn't – they never have any fans show up to the – they never have any fans show up to Hard Rock Stadium. And honestly, a and will probably have a lot of their fans come down from College Station to show up to Hard Rock Stadium. And I think it will kind of be like, a, you know – Home of a home away from home kind of environment, and I think A and M will be able to uh, to win the game fairly easy. I I say it's probably going to be the over under fifty one. I'm going to say um, thirty eight to I think thirty eight to fourteen. Right? I think that. Oh make- wow! Jeez. Yeah, thirty eight to fourteen. So you got the over? Yeah, I'm going over. Mm. All right. Okay. Is it my turn? I say A and M. Yeah. 38. Yeah. Yeah, it's your turn, Taylor. It's your turn. All right. So going back to the ACC, you got you got, I mean, really three good teams, four decent teams. You got Florida State, UNC, Clemson, and Duke. You don't see Miami show up. Miami the past few years have not been good. But you know who also hasn't been good the past few years? It's it Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Texas A&M yeah. is always yeah. one of those ranked teams that is always overrated. They always fall. Um, I just don't believe in Texas A&M this year. I got, I actually got Miami at home. Mm. I think Miami, the Miami Hard Rock defense will show up. Um, Miami al- always has a good physical defense. Um, I love their coach Crystal Ball. Uh, yeah. I think he's what he's doing there. He's trying to revive that football program. I think this is a huge win for them. I think they win by a game-winning field goal. Um, give me, give me twenty-seven to twenty-four. I think that's a good score. Yeah, no, I see. I see why you picked them because A and M, like you said, A and M's kind of they kind of fall They're out of range. Untrustworthy. And Miami fans are ruthless, dude. Like, yeah, no, I don't, I I don't agree with what Reed said. I, mean, I think Miami fans will show up for this yeah. game. The now, only- sometimes, like whenever it's the super small games, yes, Miami fans never show up. They're too busy partying. Yeah, but uh, for big games like this, and after coming off of a win, you know, I feel like yeah, they're gonna show up. It's gonna be a big game. The and- only reason I picked the only reason I picked A and M is because um, is because just you know Miami, Miami hasn't. If they would have beat Miami Ohio like sixty to three, then I would say yes, but. They didn't beat them that bad, so that's the only reason I said A&M. I mean, I would, don't get me wrong. I, I picked A&M as well, but I think it'll be a close one, and I think Miami will give up a good fight. But, yeah, I just got A&M in that game. I like what Crystal Ball is doing there. I think he'll get it done if they give him time to keep it steady. But uh, I got A&M in this one. And yeah. next we move into the biggest college football game of the weekend, of the year so far, number 11 Texas at number four Alabama. It's going to be a huge game, college game day, 6 p.m., ESPN prime time. Right now, the spread is Alabama by seven, like I said earlier. Over-under is 56. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, I I told you all before we hopped onto the podcast that this would be a game-time decision for me. Cause, and But I, I think it's kind of crazy because I'm looking at what ESPN 
has uh, Alabama, like their winning percentage by. They have Alabama 81% chance to win this game. Now, that is also ESPN. ESPN loves to, you know, give Alabama outrageous, like, winning percentages. But I'm going to go Bama at home. Bryant-Denny is a tough place to play. And Milrow actually looked good. And also, not only that, but Buckner and Simpson both got playing time. And they also look decent. So, if Milrow ends up, you know, not doing so well through the air, then they can bring in Ty Simpson. You know, or if he's, you know, not doing so well running the ball, then they can bring in Buckner to kind of switch it up more of a play-action style. So, I got Bama at home. I'm going to go, they don't cover. Because I think they win it off of a game-winning field goal. Give me them by, I think this is actually going to be a shootout. I think this game is actually going to be 38-35. to Actually, no. Give me the 30, 31 to 28. 31 over to 28. Under? The over-under is 56, so I'm going to go over. I know I said it's going to come down to defense, but in big games like these, we saw the Colorado, Colorado TCU games and the Florida, Florida, Florida State LSU, excuse me, games. You know, like it just becomes a big scoring fest when you get these two really good teams. And, yeah, give me Alabama 31-28 at home uh, going over, and Alabama's not covering, but they'll win. Yeah, no um... – Alabama, I, I'm going to say Alabama, even though I don't really like Alabama, because mm-hmm. Texas is kind of young, and they played Rice last week, and it wasn't really wasn't really what I expected from them. Because, you know, yeah. we hear um, Texas is back, and it never never fails. They always lose a game. Yeah. They're not supposed to. And, um, I mean, right here, especially in Bryant-Denny Stadium, it's a hard place to play. We've seen it too many times. Teams come in here. LSU was the last team to beat them in 2019 in Brian. That was the yeah the best team, like one of the best yeah, teams the last decade. I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna say it's like 21 to 17, Ooh. just because of the fact I I just think that it's gonna be like last year's game. Um, how both teams were neck and neck for a while, and not a lot of offense, a lot of defense. Gives us a good SEC preview for next year. And uh, I'm going to say that it's 21-17 Alabama. Yeah, I agree with your point. Texas is kind of like the boy who cried wolf, you know. They keep saying, oh, we're back, but they're not. They're nowhere to be found. Anyway, Taylor, what's your pick? All right. I I know I like to be different from y'all. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. It creates creates an interesting dynamic. Um, Quinn Ewers – I believe in him. I believe in Texas. Um, I think in the next coming years, Arch Manning, you best believe he'll be – he'll live up to his hype. Um, Texas joining the SEC um, raises a lot of questions for the SEC, of course, with like distance traveled and everything like that and all this stuff. Is Texas really SEC material? But I think they are, and I think Texas proves that with a big win in bryant Denny Stadium. Yes, it's a hard play to play place to play, but Alabama. I know they played. Who they who did they even play? I, I Middle know. Tennessee, fifty-six to seven win. Um, Jalen Murrow. I know he looked decent. He just didn't look like insane to me. Yeah, he didn't impress me as much as he. Sh- I thought he should have. Fair, enough, um, fair I think Alabama. No team with like a quarterback situation like that turns out to be a top team. Um, I'm gonna have to go. The Texas Longhorns, mm. I think they're back. Sam Ellinger, shout out to you. Texas <laughs> is back. Quinn Ewers is going to ball out. 
I got the over. I got this game being 40, 45 to 42. Yeah, okay. no, that's a that really it's hard to to pick uh, between these two teams because both these teams are actually pretty good. That's that's why I was trying to make up my mind who to pick because I was like, it's really hard to. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's hard to go against Alabama. Like you want yeah. to so bad, it's just so hard to go against Alabama. So, so let me ask you all this, just real quick, before we move into the NFL slate and then we get out of here. Uh, do you think that this could possibly be, possibly a rematch in the playoffs? It's it's a slight possibility because Texas Texas has the Texas and Bama both have tough schedules because Tech, uh, Bama later on plays Tennessee and Auburn too in uh, in Jordan Air later on in the season and I know Auburn a lot of people yeah. don't think Auburn has a chance to win that game but in my opinion I think Auburn might have a chance to win that game um, later on in the season especially you know. A lot of the people around here get up for that game, and it's always a fun atmosphere in the Iron Bowl. And Tennessee, too, is going to try to uh, do what they did last year and shock everybody by beating Alabama, even though it's at Alabama this year. And then Texas has Oklahoma, Red River Showdown Week 5. And then I think they also have, you know, you play teams like Kansas. Kansas is not a sleeper. You can't sleep on them. You can't sleep on Oklahoma State. You can't sleep on BYU. You can't sleep on UCF. You just can't sleep on teams like that in the Big 12. And it's uh, Texas might – I would say Texas probably has a tougher schedule than Bama, honestly. But Texas and Bama, it's it's going to be hard to tell whoever makes it to the playoff if they might make it. Yeah. Uh, now we move into the NFL slate, NFL week one. I'm very ready for it to start. NFL is back, and it's better than ever. I This season, I actually feel like it's going to be a really good one. A lot of teams that haven't been relevant in a while seem like they're looking to be relevant, including Taylor's uh, team huddle, the Jets, with all the moves they made this offseason. You know, last year we got a little <coughs> bit of a taste that the Jets are back, but this year we might actually see it in full force. So we're going to start off with the Lions at the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions of last season. They host the Lions, who a lot of people are very high on, you know, but the line coming into this game is – Chiefs minus six and a half at home in Arrowhead. Tough place to play. A lot of people say it's the loudest stadium on earth. Um, and then over under 54 and a half. I'm going to go with the Lions upset pick. I Bro. feel like, I feel like, now listen to me here. Chiefs have always been known to, in the Super Bowl run, they've always been known to play a little bit iffy at the start of the season. Because, I mean, let's be honest, they are the best team. When it comes down to it, they are the best team. They've been the best team the last couple of seasons. But at the early on in the season, Andy Reid likes to try some stuff out, you know. And uh, a lot of times it doesn't work out. We saw it last year when they lost to the Colts on the road, you know. And yeah. so I feel like the Lions get an upset win. They're coming in with a lot of hype, you know. I've seen on their social media. It actually tricked me so much into uh, thinking that this game was a home game because they were saying, oh, we have the loudest crowd. Everybody show up, all that stuff. Um, so I got the Lions with the upset. And then give me the over-under. I'm going to say that they win 28-2. Um, um, let's see. Tw no, I, I'm going to say it's higher. 31-28, that's my score. 31-28, Lions win this. Not off a game-winning field goal, but because it's back and forth. And um, give me the Lions 31-28, so I'm taking the over. Lions win on the road at Arrowhead. Uh, I'm going to. Definitely take the Chiefs because <laughs> nobody 
nobody comes into Arrowhead Stadium and wins like that, especially uh, I know Joe Burrow did it that one time, and also a uh, few other people have done it a few times, but it's really hard to win there. And it's I'm not even going to debate this pick at all. Like it's just the Chiefs are better, and I'm I'm going to take the under because I'm going to say like uh, the Chiefs don't like you said they don't start off too well start a season. They probably won't score a lot of points this game, but I say it's going to be 24 to nine. I say the Lions just get three field goals and the Chiefs score um, uh, three touchdowns and get a field goal. And I say that 24 nine is a uh, final score. And um, yeah, I'm taking Chiefs. Wow. Uh, okay. There's a lot of questions regarding the Chiefs' offense. I mean, I know you got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, I couldn't name a single one of their wide receivers besides Kadarius Tony, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, it just yeah, raises a lot of questions game. about their offense. Um, but, I mean, it is Arrowhead. The Chiefs' defense this year, the Chiefs have an insane defense this year. I mean, you got Chris Jones, you got Tyron Matthew. Well, I saw something. Chris Jones might not play that first game. I, that also kind of played into my. Thing. I don't care what Max says. I got the Chiefs. <laughs> um, I think they cover. I think the Chiefs win by fourteen. I think the Chiefs are just too strong. Lions yeah. will be good in the future. I just don't believe in them right now. I got the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Yeah, after hey. week one. After week one, the Lions will be good. Yeah, I mean, like you always say, Taylor, you gotta, you gotta, you know, pick some of them different. Pick some upsets. That's. That was one of mine I had listed down on my paper. We'll see if it pays off. We'll see if it doesn't. Next, we got another interesting one, 49ers at the Steelers. Um, this one, they're playing, you know, at the Steelers. They got a tough place to play in Pittsburgh, you know, Heinz Field. And, um, you know, I got – well, actually, it's not Heinz Field anymore. Excuse me. I'm living in, like, 2015. Uh, it's Sure Stadium now. I'm looking at it on ESPN. But – uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers on the road this year. I mean, they're going to have a great defense once again. And I'm not going to lie, I don't believe on the Steelers that much. Um, you know, there's been a lot of high praise about, like, their rookie draft draft class with who they got at cornerback. I forgot Joey Porter Jr., that's who it was. George Pickens also, absolute dog at wide receiver. I'm not doubting that. Um, but I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. I was never impressed with him last year. He had some moments, but I was never impressed. And I believe in Brock Purdy. And not only Brock Purdy, but this defense and all the weapons he has around him. Christian McCaffrey, um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And, of course, I'm going to say it a third time, defense. Uh, Give me the Niners. Uh, The line is two and a half. I think the Niners beat that. Give me the Niners uh, 28 to 17 on the road. And the over-under is um, 41, so I'm taking the over. 28-17 Niners on the road. Yeah, uh, I'm going to – this is actually like – I'm going to debate this because I think that both teams are actually decent. You know, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a good coach. I've always respected him as an NFL coach. He, he has not had a losing season in a long time. It's been been a while. And the 49ers, I also respect them too. They're a very good team. I've even used their defense in my fantasy league before, and it's uh, helped me out. But, yeah. yeah, no, I do think the 49ers will win, um, and I do think it'll be low scoring. I say something like – I say 49ers win 17-3. to I just think that it's going to be a defensive game. Uh, I don't see Brock Purdy really – Brock Purdy might throw a touchdown pass, but I see maybe the defense for the 49ers getting a pick six and then uh, offense getting a field goal. And then I say it's 17 3 49ers. Yeah. That's a good pick. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. I'm going to be so for real. Yeah, uh, I mean the the Chiefs, uh, not the Chiefs. The Steelers' offense, yeah, you got Najee Harris, but yeah. their receiving core is just not it right now. Um, yeah, their defense is good. They do got T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward. You know, a lot of the those veteran guys that you look for. Um, I do think this will be a very close game. I do think the 49ers win off of a game-winning touchdown by Christian McCaffrey. Um, you just look at the 49ers. You know, George Kittle, Brock Purdy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, you can go on and on and on. Trent Williams on O-line. I mean, you just look at the 40 uh, – and the defense, you got Fred Warner, like big names like that. I just think the 49ers get this win. I do think it will be close. I think the Steelers keep it close. Being in uh, like a big-time spot, uh, Kenny Pickett is going to try to prove himself in his second year, but I just, got, I just have to take the 49ers. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so all three of us saying the Niners, but, but these teams, yeah, I think the Steelers might have a solid like nine and eight season possibly, but they also, they just play in a tough, uh, they play just in a tough division and yeah, I got the 49ers winning. So do y'all too. Kind of like sold on him when he first came like in the league for the first few games. But then I was like, I realized he was terrible at quarterback. Yeah. He's just, there's no, there's no really about how small his hands were. I know. At the combine. Yeah. I know it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we got Eagles at Patriots. Uh, another team that was in the Super Bowl, the losers of last year's Super Bowl. But a great team last year nonetheless. The Eagles go on the road to Gillette at the Patriots. And I'm not going to lie, this is kind of me, how y'all were with the uh, Chiefs in the first game that we picked, the Lions-Chiefs. I mean, the Eagles are just so good once again. You know, they retain a lot of their defense. I know Hassan Reddick left, um, but they bring in some good guys. And they got DeAndre Swift in the trade, who I think is massively underrated. And, um, yeah, I think the Chiefs – or, excuse me, sorry, the Eagles will go into Gillette. They'll win, and they'll win in a statement fashion, giving the Chiefs 35-17. to I think the Chiefs – Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. The Eagles, the Eagles, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, yes. I was thinking of the winning Super Bowl team, but no, my bad. The Eagles, thirty-five to seventeen. Uh, so I have them beating the spread, obviously, and give me the over once again, thirty-five seventeen on the road uh, to win their home opener. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with the Eagles because the Patriots have absolutely nobody. Mac Jones is a nobody. Yeah, he is a washed-up running back. They have no receivers. The Eagles. Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson is not gonna do anything. Yeah, I say the, I say the, uh, the over under probably. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the over actually because I'm gonna say the Eagles win like forty eight to fourteen. Wait, what's the okay. over under? Sorry, uh, the over under is forty five. So All right, I got the Eagles winning forty five to zero. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough. I mean, yeah, the Patriots aren't good. The Eagles are. So yeah, enough said. Max, I don't uh, feel like you hey. picked the best games, man. Yeah, Max, what? you could. All right, Panthers versus Falcons. Who are y'all's I, I, predictions? <laughs> that was even on my slate, but I guess we'll go with it now. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. Um, yeah, I got the Falcons. Dirt, go Dirty Birds. You know, I'm a Saints okay. but I'm still going with them to win oh. in Mercedes-Benz. A tough place to play. Not a good place for Panthers fans to go. Bro, Mercedes-Benz um, so, Stadium is not think, a tough think, place to I, play. I think the Falcons will Falcons win. Falcons fans do not uh, go to those games. Nobody give, goes to the give, game. Give me, give me the Falcons 31-14. to 14 I got and, both uh, of my tickets yeah, for under $100. For, Breaking, breaking the over-under, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, give me the Falcons 
No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Carolina here because of course you are. Brian Burns. Still... Of course you are. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. You were, you were <laughs> game, right. you were gonna... The Panthers have a no, brand new offense. The they got Bryce Young, the rookie. Bryce okay, Young's gonna be a dog this year. Miles Sanders, top running back for the Eagles last year. Uh, Adam Thielen, top receiver for the the. Who is that? DJ Chark Jr. Lavista Harris Marshall Jr. Um, o line no Taylor The O line is amazing. Brian Burns, yes. Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson. You got an amazing defense. JC Horn, Jeremy Chin. I could go on and on and on. I got the Panthers by 14. I got them winning 28 to 14. Uh, now we got the Titans versus the Saints. I'll pick <laughs> first. I got the Titans I by 14. I don't think they need to pick it. Yeah, Saints, Saints um, win. Move on. Titans Titans move on. Ryan Tannehill's <laughs> going to ball time, out. Brother. Malik Willis We're is going to run the ball really good. I got the Titans. He's not even Saints starting. By. I'm putting all the Panthers flags on the French quarter, so. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, Saints win, move on. That we're not gonna have time for six picks. Uh yeah, I didn't I don't feel the need to pick the Saints game because I know we're gonna win. But anyways, our no final pick of the night is uh, No way Duke. No Dolphins. way Duke just got Dolphins another at the pass. charge. Yeah, no what's way. the score of the Duke game? Real real quick update before we finish up here. No way Duke just to got seven. another touchdown. Twenty seven to seven. Duke? Yes, it's Jeez. over. Oh my god. It's over. Jeez. It's all. Well, over. there you go. Clem- Clemson's There's not your Labor Day weekend in ACC. Clemson's not contending in ACC. No North more. Carolina, Florida State. That's it. Yeah, but there's your, there's your ACC championship. Hey, Duke there might make go. a run for it though. You know, no, <laughs> they will. Hey, no, it. no. I actually, I I agree. I agree. Duke, Duke, watch out for him. Riley Leonard, all of them. But they might the win last- like ten games. They might win ten games. Yeah, I mean that's that's possibly good enough. You know, depending on who you beat to make the. All right, what's our last NFL game, Max? So our last NFL game of the day is the Dolphins at the Chargers. Um, oh, and, oh that's uh, what? That's actually a good game. Is yeah, that the no, Sunday night three, game? Three twenty-five on CBS. Um, I've got. Uh, well, it's Dolphins at the Chargers. The line is Chargers minus three. So very close game, expected by the experts. And then over under is fifty-one. Um, give me. The Chargers at home. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a good year this year. I think it's his time. I also think he, similar to Trevor Lawrence, I think they're both in their uh, fourth or fifth years, you know, which is really around the time we've seen a lot of QBs like Blossom. And so I feel like I feel like the Chargers, it's their time. Austin Eckler's a dog as well. Um, and their defense also is really good with Joey Bosa. So uh, give me the Chargers at home in Inglewood, California, in SoFi Stadium, which is a really nice stadium. By the way, and um, no, yeah, give me the Chargers. I'm gonna go with them by. Hmm. Let me see. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go with this game actually being not low scoring. No, I can't say low. I was about to say low scoring, but now uh, Dolphins. Give me the Chargers, 28 to 24. Um, barely beating the spread, but the Chargers win this game. Dolphins score a couple late touchdowns, and uh, yeah, give me the Chargers, 28 to 24, locking it in. And beating the over under by one point going over. Yeah, Chargers win. I'm going to, this one's going to be close. And, uh, you know, last year we saw that Ravens and Dolphins, or Ravens and Dolphins game last year. It was like, what was it, 45 to 30, or 42 to 35? Yeah, exactly. That, that's what came in. That's literally the that's exact. What, uh, that's what my four in. prediction is for this game 42 <laughs> to 35. And I'm going to say Chargers win it, actually, because I'm going to say, like, so much offense because. None of these teams know what defense is. Like they haven't touched. Hey, the Chargers defense. got a good defense, bro. The Chargers they got have... a decent. They got a decent. 
None of these players have touched defense since college. Like literally, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. He's the hey, only. I'm not one. saying they're a great defense. I'm saying they're an okay. They're better. They're better than uh, what Miami has. The Dolphin. The Dolphins might as well put Jalen Waddle at free safety. Like exactly. See, like, so the Chargers' defense will be the difference. Yeah, but no, I, I I'm gonna say 42 to 35. I'm gonna say the over because I just think that it's gonna be so high scoring that like the scoreboard breaks. <laughs> Hopefully not right. the new stadium. Last pick of the game of the podcast of the game. Both these fools pick the, the Chargers. Um, the Dolphins are going to win this game. Tyreek Hill is going to go crazy. Um, Jalen Waddle is going to go crazy. Tua going to go crazy. Uh, the Dolphins defense. I don't know what these dudes are talking about, but the Dolphins defense is actually pretty good. They have a really okay, good secondary what? with Xavier Howard leading that cornerback. Like say the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, Xavier Howard okay, actually led the NFL in uh, interceptions the past two years. So I have no idea what these two fools are talking about. Um, okay, the Dolphins let, are going to win this game. The Dolphins are going to win this game, forty-nine to forty-two. Yeah, the Dolphins. Great, great, de- great defense. Then says they're going to allow 20, 42 points. But anyway, uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for the. Uh, Tigers Den podcast. We hope y'all enjoyed. If and, you're a Clemson uh, fan, don't come back because we're gonna be meet or we're gonna be hating Dabo Sweeney next week, especially since he's gonna get fired after this loss. Dude, uh, no, he's not. He's Dabo not Sweeney getting fired is, there forever. Yeah, I like I like Dabo, but he's not. He he's not getting fired. So. All right, Clemson uh, did not play that bad. They just shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, oh a God. bunch of they got on the one yard line two times. Seven to a math teacher. Bro, they got on the one yard line two times and they fumbled, <laughs> and then they got an interception that was tipped. They would have won the game. Twenty eight, no, twenty eight seven to Professor Jenkins is pretty crazy. Professor Jenkins is crazy, but yes. uh, that's going to be the end of our show. We hope y'all enjoyed. See y'all next week, and be sure to stream Play Colors as well coming out. Every Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. This uh, this uh, podcast coming out every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Hope you all have a good day. And see y'all later. Peace. Peace. Love and positivity. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Tiger's Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also be sure to check out our other podcast, Play Cars, where we interview a coach from Auburn High School football. Be sure to check out those episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central on all platforms.